0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Talk
2: Recorded live.
1: Good evening, every all. I'm Leah LaChapelle welcoming you to Unzip Your Reality, the third awakening variety. This is Unzipping Reality The Third Awakening here on TalkShoe.com. Today is March the 1st, 2015. It's a brand new month. And I think that it is so appropriate to start each month with my regular guest, Shannon Og, Mr. Heart Spirit Walker himself. So welcome aboard, everyone. This is a time to look forward to spiraling towards the end of the winter and coming into that time of renewal and birth in the springtime. It's an important time to go within and to do some self-examination and to just reach out to those around you. And so I would like to invite you now to reach out and know more about my coaching. It's Waking Up To Me, Awakening Coaching. And you can read a little bit more about that on my website, fearorlove.com. So I think that that is probably about it for now It is time to, let's do some more reaching. Let's reach out and grab hold of that zipper pull of our consciousness, our awareness, our imaginations, and just go ahead and pull and let's see what is on the other side. Oh, there we are. We're on the other side. We're over here and over there, and the reason that we know that and can see that is because reality is now Sufficiently unzipped. We've been doing a lot of unzipping over the years. The portal is open and here we are, there we are, we are that we are. We really are. And so joining me tonight to expand on this type of imagining and musing and creating in a conversation is my dear friend Shannon Ogg. And he is all about walking in his heart with spirit, within, overflowing. His website is heartspiritwalker.com. And Shannon is a licensed massage therapist. He does a lot of energy work. And he channels his higher self. Who, when and you'll know when it's happening, when that higher self is coming on through, it is known to us as Samuel, the being Samuel. It's a consciousness. And so we invite Samuel to come and play with us this evening. Shannon has this healing process that he calls spirit walking. And this is where it really gets multidimensional and you meet your truest, highest multidimensional self as you have this experience. And Shannon, of course, is a Reiki master and he practices many other modalities as well. Coming to us tonight, I'm in Austin, Texas, and Shannon is in Houston and... Let's bring Shannon up. Shannon, welcome again to Unzipping Reality. I love you. Thanks for being with us.
2: Hi, Leah. And as usual, it's always a joy to be here. You know, uh, when you were, we were talking before the show, we said, well, we've been doing this quite a while now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it has been a while. I was just thinking, oh, my God, I lived in Austin over on, oh, I knew what that was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Way back
1: I know the edges get a little blurry sometimes. Well, um, okay, we've got a lot to talk about tonight because Absolutely. we're going to be raising the roof.
2: Oh, yes, we are.
1: Raising the roof and uh you you are quite the roof raiser and so i'm looking forward to your development of what it looks like what it feels like to raise the roof but before we dive into any roof raising tonight i am just really excited to hear a little bit about your meetup that you had in houston um, I believe you're having those every third Wednesday of the month. And we helped you promote that a little bit uh, back when you were on before. And you were going to have what you called a psychic party. Could you yes. please tell us how that went and and uh, tell us what happened?
2: So... Um... Well, wow. yes. <laughs> I went blank there. That was fun. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, yay. Um, yes, I'm I'm living in Austin, uh, Austin, I'm living in Houston now, and I'm working at the Edgar Casey Center with one of my teachers, Francis Garza, and we put together this group uh, that we meet uh, once a month on the third Wednesday, and we call it a psychic party, this first one, uh, which, well, they're all going to be parties because you know me. I love to have fun and laugh and everything. But what we're wanting to do is work with people and help them bring out their innate wisdom, their their abilities that that they don't think that they have, but they really do. Um, everybody has it within themselves, but we just, because of our domestication, we've hid our, our intuition, our clairvoyance, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we're going to do parties to bring those out. And so we're going to do different techniques that I've learned over the years. And our end goal is that we want to have a group of people that come along and find their gifts, whatever that may be, and have a amateur psychic there.
3: Um, oh, my goodness.
2: In a, in a, Probably in about six months. We're going to have it there at the Edgar Casey Center. Um, so, as this progresses and as the people that come um, grow, um, we're going to bring their abilities out. Because in the beginning, when I started doing my work, this is how it happened. Um, that I come to realize was I was fairly good. At reading where my confidence. Let's put it that way. My Reiki master, Francis, um was actually hosting a psychic fair or a holistic fair at the ARE Center in Houston, the Edgar Casey Center. And she's like, Shannon, come on, you're gonna come and help me set up everything. So we I went and helped her set up and everything and um so the the fair started and there's this table there and she says, come here. I'm like, okay. And she says, here, sit down right here. And she had this lady come and sit in front of me. She says, okay, now you need to read her. So what she did was force me into start doing readings because I didn't want to. I was very shy about it. It's like, oh, I'm not any good. I'm not anything like that. You know, I didn't. So my very first reading was this lady who, uh, you know, I didn't know from nobody, nothing. And so I said, I'm just going to give you what I, I, whether it's right or wrong, I'm just going to give it to you.
1: Now, Shannon, excuse me for interrupting here. But But did you say that you felt shy about giving a reading because you give readings all the time?
2: Yeah, but back then was like 20-something years ago.
1: Okay, you're talking about way a a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I, I think maybe I must have missed that part. Okay, I'm up to speed now. All right.
2: So I start reading this lady and the things that start coming, I'm like, oh, my God. All I'm seeing is worms boxes, and money. And I just kept seeing this, worms. Why worms? So I said, you know, I'm just going to say, tell this lady, you know, I don't know if this is right or not, but I'm just going to give it to you because it just keeps coming. Worms, boxes, and all this money. Just money, money, money. She just starts laughing and laughing and laughing. And I thought, oh my gosh, this woman thinks I'm just nuts as ever. She said, Shannon, my husband and me just today signed papers to uh, open a worm farm.
1: Oh, you've got to be kidding.
2: I'm not kidding you. (laughs) And I'm like, well, it's going to be very successful. This worm farm is going to be very successful. I just see all of this money just showering. She says, I hope so. Well, I've seen her, uh, I guess, 10 years later, and she's like Shannon. Our worm farm is so big we've had to um, actually kind of franchise it. <laughs> My <laughs> uh, goodness gracious. And so that's how I want to say I raised the roof. You know, I had to push up on that roof and raise it up a little bit for me, but I had to have help. And my help came with Francis setting me down and saying, I believe in you enough that I know that you can do this. Yes. And care. And so that's part of how I began to raise my roof. Yes. And let me explain this. You know, our world, if you really think about it, is like our little house. And we walk around in our little house but our house, you know, you know, if you put a bird in a box, it will not fly out of the box. Ah. Oh. Because we don't look up. You know, the bird doesn't look up. It doesn't mm-hmm. know that it can just fly out of the box. And that's the same way with us. We don't know that our roof is just, you know, an inch above our head. You know. I see. And so yeah, that's, that's where feels,
1: we are. That's claustrophobic.
2: Yes. When it you're is. in a
1: room then the and the ceiling is really low. Yes. It it feels uh like stifling. Yes. And are you are you saying that many of us uh are walking around in our daily lives in that kind of a stifling oh, yeah. situation, in, at least intuitively? Yes,
2: yeah. because we can expand our walls out, because we can see those, we can expand our walls. But when we're going to expand upwards and move up into levels of consciousness, it becomes difficult for us, because that's where we hit our, our ceiling, and we go, oh, I guess I can't go no there no more. Oh, if I push on this, what's going to happen? Well, you know, last time, you know, we didn't get to do it last month, but the month before we talked about, and I was telling you, telling people these first three months of this year is the ringing out process. It is that ceiling you've been pushing against and pushing against and pushing it. And even for me, it's like my demons. You know, it's, it's, it's like your demons, and you're trying to push them and push them and push them to get them clear and you're just not going anywhere because you're so damn used to that roof being close to you. Mm-hmm. And it's very comfortable. Because if you push it up and you go up a foot or two, it becomes a little vulnerable. It becomes uncomfortable.
3: Oh. Because we
2: have to because we have to get rid of all that stuff that's up there. We have to look at it. We have to look at it. And even yeah. me, even, you know, this past three months, I have been getting, let me tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been going through this thing. It's like, oh, my God, I'm this spiritual being and I walk this walk and I know everything is. But why the heck is my reality or this outer world out here in drama, 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 drama? You turn exactly. around and say, what is in drama. Mm-hmm. And it just weighs on you more and more. And then I go in myself and my God stuff, and I'm like, okay, let me look at me. What is it? There's boundaries. There's what is this, you know? So I'm having to look at myself and making me be wrong. Yes. You know, there's something broke with me because everybody else is having drama. But me being my spiritual self going, wait, hang on. If this is my reality, what part of me am I playing in that? And and I start looking at it, and then, you know, my humanness, because I'm here to be human. Yes. I'm here to be this part. But
1: we're not here to be stagnant.
2: No, we're not. We're a spiritual being having a human experience, and we signed on for it. I had a channel the other night uh, from a friend of mine, um, and the being, my, the being that was communicating with me, and I was asking the questions, and, ta- and the being said, you know, you signed up for this. Why are you whining about it? Yeah. Which, which you know, it just, that right there just knocked me backwards and meant, you know, wait a minute. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So, now, you well,
2: know, I have to look at myself and go, wait. I need to raise this roof up a, a little bit more. I need to push that roof up a little more so that I can experience myself a little more. And because I'm in this place, this energy of, oh, my God, what did I do? Why am I doing this? Why is this? Why is that That's my little demons inside,
3: mm-hmm. dancing,
2: Mhm. going, oh, hello, oh. So what was I putting out? I began to turn it to negative. And so I began in that space. So the spirit says, why don't you turn your demons into angels? Love it. Turn your demons into angels. I thought that was so profound. Yes. I didn't look at it that way. It's like, oh, hey, let me do this. Let me raise my roof because I've got to expand upwards. I could do this. I could do this side to side thing, but I've got to expand upwards to get vulnerable.
1: So when you raise and, your roof, it is a space that is not necessarily comfortable. Oh no. It's but a vulnerable it, space and so you might you might think that um having a, a less headroom, so to speak,
2: right
1: feels better in a way. It does but that's, but that's that's not the that's just an old pattern. That's not the divine plan.
2: That's true. That is true. Because that's your domestication. Oh, my God, if you're only uh, an uh, inch above your height, your roof is, and you can walk around and you're comfortable and you go, everything's good, and you don't look up. You don't have to expand. You don't have to take responsibility. You don't have to do anything, but just la, la, la.
1: So when your ceiling I'm, is lower, you have a tendency to not look up. Is that what you're saying?
2: We do. We don't, well, we, we don't look mm-hmm. up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's just yeah, say that we don't.
1: I mean, there's nothing really to see.
2: There's a lot to see. That's where creation is. That's where God is. That's where our, our essence is. That's where that real action is happening.
1: What you're talking about when the roof is higher, that's right. There's a lot to see, but when the roof is just above your head, you're not going to look up. No. Because, I mean, there's really nothing to see. Um, That's right. When you've made that choice to Correct. keep it there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm. No wonder, okay, we're raising the roof tonight. Raising the roof. Well, I don't know why I keep thinking, you know, like, like in a barn, you know, barns, you know, old-fashioned barns, they're yeah. they're real tall. I mean, there are lofts up there and there there are birds that fly around in barns and there's all kinds of ladders and there's all kinds of things in barns.
2: Absolutely.
1: I mean, there's lots of cool places to explore.
2: Yes, there is. But let's let's think about that because we're going to go back to oh, I've created this group here in Houston. You have a group in in Austin. There's several groups here and there that people have created. You know, back in the old days when they raised the barn and they were raising the barn and they raised the roof on the barn, you had the whole community come to help you.
3: Yes.
1: Oh, I love it. Do you yeah. know where I, you see where I'm going here? I do.
2: <laughs> it takes a whole uh, community to raise your roof to really yeah. help you see you and your potential, and that allows you to be that that center post in the middle that raises the roof. And what happens? Leah, really what happens when you raise the roof so high? You realize there was no roof there to begin with. It's like I want to go back to the bird. If you put a bird in a box or a bird in 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 a you know, a bucket. A bird will not fly out of that bucket.
1: Mm. Yeah, because they can't look up, he said.
2: That's right. And it's very strange, but it's that's the truth. It is just... They just don't.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because it's only what they can see in front of them. It's only that what you can see, and you just keep walking. You know?
1: So the community comes together. Right. So um, let's look at it. So let me uh, ask you this. Um about raising the roof does the entire community have to be in agreement do they have to have the exact same vision i mean does the community come together and i mean maybe some of them serve lemonade maybe some of them give you an attaboy Right. Uh, maybe some of them hammer and nails and ropes and what have you. But uh, does everybody do the same thing is what I'm asking.
2: No, everybody does it. A community comes together and each individual person does what they're absolutely best at. Okay. And so if that community comes together and like you, you might be good at carrying a bucket of water. Mhm, I might be good at carrying a board, mhm, but us two together to help build this barn. yeah, and so, as a community, you know we see all these things that are happening in the world, but what if everybody did their part or took their responsibility as a community as a Um, how do you say? As, as a collective. Yes. And we took responsibility for our our action. You know, it's it's my responsibility to get that board over there, and if I don't get the board over there, then the building, everybody else is going to be held up and held up and held up and held up. And, held up. and it's your responsibility to bring the water so that everybody gets thirsty. That get their thirst quenched, you know. And if you don't come with the water, that means we're not being fulfilled. So one of the things that it is is everybody's showing up.
1: To show up. Yeah. Yeah. Do that's, your part. that's most of it. Just show up.
2: That's right. And because do your once part. once you're
1: there, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure I want to go help those people uh, put that roof up today. But, you know, I guess I'll go. And, uh, yeah, it's my guidance to go. And once you get there, then you're, you're all vitalized because That's it's right. exciting to, to create together. It's challenging and exciting.
2: But, you, you know, and I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to open a whole can of worms. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about love real quick. You know, and the lowest form of love is sex. Mm -hmm. the highest form of love is compassion. So when you go in a group and you have compassion and you are supporting someone or you're supporting the group as a whole and Mm -hmm. everybody is in compassion, there's a level of intimacy. There's a level of union that happens that the energy in that space is so high that the roof becomes so incredible. It goes away. It becomes so transparent. Mm. And then you get to see God in action. Yes. God I love expressing how you're talking about God.
1: it becomes transparent
2: mm-hmm.
1: because that is that is the... The natural.
2: That's right.
1: Not man-made. It's You're
2: getting it. (laughs) Mm. Because it's limitless. Yes. And you know, when we walk, I mean, walk in our daily lives, we have to remember that we are limitless. We are. You know, every lifetime that we've experienced, and I've been looking on the Internet and I've been seeing things about these children are coming in and remembering that they've lived in other lifetimes and they're, they're children. Right. And they can name the names, they're taking them to where they've been murdered, they've been all of these things. There's, it's un you know, it's it's amazing that what is happening. And I see other levels of consciousness where we're getting our consciousness from our ancestors too. Um so as we're doing this collective coming together and and raising our vibration in our mind, um, I just stepped through a I have to excuse me, I just stepped through a whole level of another level of energy and I'm looking at it going, Wow, this is beautiful. What mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm trying to to communicate what I wanted to say on the site, but I was like very go, No, explain. Explain what you're seeing, explain it. So What happened is I opened our energy, mind and your energy, and anybody that's listening or will be listening, we just stepped into this next level of, of beautifulness. Our roof went transparent, and it's like, oh, wow. When you're in that state, everything is just... It's so soft. It's easy. It flows. It you know, it's not that you don't have emotions, but you don't get – it's like driving down the road and you're window shopping. You see all these shops on the side and you can see those and you can enjoy what's in the windows, but you don't go over there and pick it up. Mm-hmm. You don't stop over there and shop. You're
1: um, just in joy.
2: You're just in joy.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: it takes, it, it takes community. And you know we we are individuals, but it takes us as a collective, and that's yes. what we came here. That's what we came here as a collective
1: oh yeah, that just oh my gosh, i just I feel that on the inside because you know me, Shannon, you know that right. is my passion. that is my passion to be able to be interdependent and to operate as one body,
2: yeah to be sovereign yeah. and to be together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's God. In, in each experience, it's, it's like looking, letting God look through your eyes or letting God be your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And you're walking the path. And, gonna, and some people may not understand or use the word God. Loves. I could use the word creation the universe, the is, whatever that is for you, whatever your term that you would like to use. Um, But it's allowing it into your heart space, letting it expand, your energy expand and it's raising the roof. It's just raising the roof to places that you can't even imagine. And we walk through life and we walk through things and everything is possible. There's nothing that's not possible. Um, And we move forward. And we're moving forward as a collective. It's like, you know, we see so much hunger and so much this and so much... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's like... We can change this. But we have to do it as a collective.
1: That is exactly right. A global community.
2: And you're not going to get it... um, as David Hopkins says, it's either power versus force. Yeah. If you're in your power and you're letting your energy flow and you're just being in your heart and your being as a collective, it doesn't, you don't have to go and get a picket sign and stand out in the rain and the cold. No. If everybody just stood, mm-hmm. opened their hearts, really opened their hearts and just let the energy flow, Yes. I would to say 15 seconds. Do you know we've changed the course of our destiny?
1: I agree. We're getting closer. I mean, we're having this conversation, and this yes. is the conversation that I enjoy the most.
2: But it's that place we've got to raise the roof, and we got to do it together. I mean, I can yes. push it and I can get it up to eighteen. Yeah, but I got oh, yeah. for a twenty percent. And then, and, a, hey. and, and, then
1: a, and then, then you can write about six or seven books, and you can, you know, go on tour and promote your book about how you did, how you raised the roof eight feet. Right,
2: I know. But
3: it's like, Shannon,
1: why haven't
2: you read What you know, I, I do. I have people. Shannon, why don't you write books? I am the book. Yes. I am. That's so great. And I know that sounds a little bit of ego in there, but I am the book. Come and sit and read with me.
1: It's the truth, though. <laughs> because, Yours you are know, back to... When you were talking about raising the roof and there's actually not even a roof there, right. uh, once, once it's completely transparent, you transcend your need to to believe in a roof. And That's right. It reminds me so much of the movie The Matrix when, yes. uh, when Neo was watching the little kid bend the spoons and the little kid let him in on the secret. There is no spoons.
2: Yes.
1: There is no roof.
2: That's right. There's none. You know, Leah, but here's
1: the like, thing, when we come together, um we, it's it's okay to come together and raise up a roof however we can. Yeah. Together.
2: Yes, and you raise each other up.
3: That's it. Mm-hmm. Because
2: you know, you may be thinking you're going some going somewhere, or you're going to do a group, and it's for somebody. No, oh, we're going to do this for somebody. But really, it's not for somebody. It's for all. Yes. And that energy that comes together, you, you it's like you do a group healing with someone and you're sending energy. Well, you're in that room or that space. You're getting the healing energy too. You're getting the God force in you too. What happens? You're going to raise your energy, your vibration goes up because as a collective, there's a training that happens. There's a synchronizing that happens. And it keeps going up and going up and going up. And your DNA gets shifted. Your consciousness gets shifted. Yes. It's like like this. You have a Tuesday night group,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I and I did this technique one time. So you have your whole group, and you're doing your meditation, and you ask everybody to sink on your energy.
1: Oh, how interesting!
2: You ask everybody to sink on your energy to think up. So, everybody is vibrating at the same level you are. And then you can trade off. Yeah. You could say, okay, I'm disconnecting, and you could somebody across from you stink on my energy. So, what is happening is you're experiencing other people's energy, and we're all, you're all focusing, your consciousness or your intent is to stink on that energy. Everybody's collective consciousness goes up.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, it, we're practicing when we do that kind of an exercise.
2: Absolutely.
1: That is just wonderful. And also, I just want to clarify that the meeting that I am a part of, yes, it, it, it does meet in, in my home. And we really are operating as one community so it's it's like it's not really my group i just wanted to clarify that right. i am the facilitator of the group and so is everyone else it just so happens that it meets in was and my home and and that i do the you know the majority of the facilitating um but we're we're playing around a lot with those energies and and people are fairly reticent to to take up that responsibility i mean it's it's unfamiliar to us because we're familiar with oh shannon's here let's let shannon lead the group tonight oh wait right. a minute wait a minute you can't just uh roll up your sidewalks because shannon is here
2: that's right
1: because shannon is going to bring you out <laughs> it's the self-responsibility and and I I really do understand uh, the tendency to shrink back from self-responsibility we're not used to it
2: no we're not no we're not and and that's the part it's like I I read this thing on Facebook the other day Um, it's like a challenge so you go twenty four hours without thinking a negative thought.
3: Oh yeah.
2: And that will change your that will change your life.
3: Mm.
1: Remarkable. because
2: your soul your soul lives in the nails. Quantum physics says everything that happens happens now. Every thought you have in the past, present or future is in the now. It's this moment. And then this moment creates and generates the path of your future. And it's like as we raise the roof together, as we bring in my consciousness, you know, if I said, okay, Leah, at 12 o'clock tonight, I'm going to raise your roof. And you say, sure, let's raise the roof. Well, at 12 o'clock, I go to sleep and I forget. Ah. But here's something that's really cool that can happen. When I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do my meditation, because I live in the now and everything happens in the now, the past, present, and future, that's quantum physics.
1: Right. Right.
2: I can raise your roof at 5, but it's actually going to be at 12 in in time. Yes. So that's why I I say, would you want to change something or you're being in that place? Do it in this moment. It's right here. Here's my thought. This is where I am. You know, it is the journey that we're going on. It is having that experience of it. But we have to understand what the end game, where do I want to go? It's like playing chess. My end, my goal is to get checkmate. Yes. And my goal is to return to the love that I am. Mhm. To return to the divine that I am. And in order to do that, I have to raise my roof. I have to actually just let all the walls fall and I have to surrender and let myself open up and be vulnerable because that's where the magic is. And it's beautiful. It's fun. It is so much fun. I can make so many jokes about things and people, you know, watching people and seeing myself, especially myself because I will struggle with it. Uh, Because my humanist goes, oh, wait, I'm having this human experience, and it's so hard.
1: Yeah, oh, it's so hard. Right. (laughs) Because Uh I
2: don't don't have money. I don't have this. I can't do that. Uh Uh-huh. I just push my ceiling back down on me some more, and then my ceiling, when I start doing all that, the ceiling closes in a little more. Yeah. And then I'm all scrunched up.
1: Yep, been there. But my,
2: but my spirit, my spirit says, oh, you know what? No, you don't have money. But you can still do this.
1: Exactly.
2: It's gonna be okay.
1: Uh huh. It's like, well, Just who told you you had to have money in order to do this? Well, society told me. My parents told me. Uh, my brother, you know. My teachers told me I had to have money.
2: And they're right. (laughs) (laughs) And because they're suffering, they're all in their domestication, and they taught us. You know, it's like my... You know, I can do an example of my mom. My mom is so... With money, about money and deals. she goes and turns off... Now, she's 70, but she turns off the hot water heater.
3: Oh my.
2: Because it will run the electricity up. Mhm. And so if you go to her house you've got okay. to turn you've got to turn the hot water heater on thirty minutes before you're gonna take a shower.
3: Oh
1: and my. after you get out of the
2: shower, you better turn that sucker off. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness.
2: But I wonder know, how much money
1: she actually saves by doing that. Um
2: I don't know, but I know her light bill always stays around 50 or 60 bucks
1: sometimes. My
2: gosh. Uh, but That's you know incredible. what I'm saying? It's like there's... you, Or, you know, you can't afford it. And I really catch my... I caught myself. It's like, oh, my God. Here, this is part of my ancestral trait. This is my success. This is where my, you know, my mother... Is your, and this is what's even more funner. Your mother really tells you about money and success and those things. Yes. Yeah. And here is my mother over here, very suppressed about success and money. Mm-hmm. And so I've really had to work, or I work in that space with my ancestral traits around money. Right. And my mother.
1: Right. So knowing it in your head doesn't instantly manifest what it is that you would prefer just because you have a little knowledge. That's right. It's much more than that. Yes. I would say Mm -hmm. that it would go into the vibrational realm, the 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 raised roof. Uh, because you don't.
2: Uh, you because don't have a I a place, About
1: it anymore.
2: Well, if I'm in a place of suffering or non-success or non-anything, the roof has dropped in, and I'm just so I'm just compacted. You know, it's like a like remember those tra- trash compactors? Remember those? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> uh-huh. so that's what happens to us. We get we get compacted.
3: Yeah.
2: By our roof. But when we raise it up and then it becomes transparent, everything flows to us. It's like the universe knows and gives it to us. It's It's like you don't even have to ask. It's there. Mm-hmm. People show up in your world and say, oh, yes, Leah, I can help you with your website. That's not going to cost anything. I'd love to do it just for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can help you do your taxes and we'll make it work. We'll fix this. Here. You know? Exactly. And and it turns out, oh my God, I missed these things and here's this person that shows up in my life and fixes it. Yeah. Because I'm in the flow.
1: Yeah, because it takes a community to raise the roof and we're not just talking about humans. We're talking about The universe.
2: That's right. Yes. There are, our. I call it our soul ancestors. They all come in and go, hey, we're here to support you, but you've got to get out of the way and let us. Yeah. You've got to let, yes, you are on your human journey, but you can have this beautiful experience and it doesn't have to have the suffering in it.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. You could just have this beautiful experience and you're driving along and you see these beautiful wildflowers and all these amazing things and just meet these incredible people. And there's people out there doing it. I'm, I'm not just saying it. I meet some amazing people all the time. And I have so much fun. And I stay in that flow as much as possible. I'm human. I'm going to have those places. Everybody is human. We have those days where we have, there's certain things in our reality we we must experience. And they show up and say, hey, okay. Like for me, I know it's boundary issues for me. I know boundary issues is a really, really big thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I have to pay attention to that. When I start getting wobbly, I have to look at my boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries with others, boundaries with myself and others, boundaries with myself, you know. yeah, <laughs> You know. And I have to look at it. And say, okay, I'm out of flow here. I've got to balance this. I've got to bring this into my flow so I can get my roof to raise back up. And I've got to get it to raise up far enough that it becomes transparent. So that my walls are so expanded outwards, I don't even see them anymore. They just fall away. Yeah. But I have my foundation. Uh-huh. You know, you always have a foundation. And that's your Very group. interesting
1: you're talking about boundaries because, you know, we're talking about community, coming together and and being interconnected and interdependent and things of this nature. Right. And there are also boundaries. I mean, given where we are. On our path. Yes. It's, it's both.
2: Yes. And like you said, you you host it in your house. You host your group in your house.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But everybody there knows that boundary. You yes. know, everybody knows they need to honor, okay, here, this is Leah's house. This is, we're having a group, but Leah's not the only person that's the leader. Everybody that shows up is the leader. Now, if you want to come into the group and you want to be the leader and take control, the group itself will say, hey, uh huh, I need to, you need to bring your boundary back here. We're going to, the group itself sets its boundary. Right. And says, it's so beautiful that you're having this conversation and you're willing and wanting to share but other people would like to share. And then that person becomes back down to where everybody becomes an increment part. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. It's like what I said. You've got the water bucket, I've got the boards. If I go off and I'm going to be the the boss Well, I'm standing there holding my board and nothing's getting done. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here screaming and hollering or telling my point of view that it needs to look like this or this way. But as a community, the community knows what it's supposed to look like. It's built into us actually. That's what spirit says. It is built into you. It's like it's like if you have a pile of ants and you destroy the bed, the ants first check and make sure that the perimeters everybody's there, but they go back to building. Everybody knows their job and they rebuild their thing. Nobody's standing out there. Hey, boy, you know, and it builds it becomes this beautiful mound again.
1: Well, you make it sound pretty simple, but it's still it's not that easy.
2: That's apparently. True, because we it's have not our, supposed
1: to be supposed to be an experience.
2: That's right. In our soul level that's where it is. But in our humanness we come in and then we got the people that come in and just want to be disruptive and blah, 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 they've got to do it their point of view and they've got to be right. Right. They've got to be right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me and you, we've seen that before several times with people. Yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have people that become very aggressive and stuff, no, I'm right, no, I'm right. And so it becomes two bulls on a china closet and then, you know, but really and truly, Everybody is right.
1: There you go. I've been having this exact same conversation.
2: Because ego shows up and says, I'm right. Yes, you are. That's your point of view. That is beautiful. I love it. That's it your point beautiful. of view. Mm-hmm. It is And gorgeous. there's another
1: one over there. And Oh, and look, there's another Ooh, one over there's there. There's
2: another oh. one. And that's, that's uh-huh. what makes it so beautiful.
1: It's a multifaceted it's like a
2: bouquet of flowers. Yeah. It gets kind of
1: boring if they're all white. Exactly.
2: So you've got to have purples and reds and greens and all the beautiful colors. But yep. that's why I say everybody has their job. Everybody's doing their thing. And we go, we move forward. We honor each other. And as we do, we raise the roof, we raise the vibration. That's why I'm saying, hey, everybody, let's think to my energy now. And we and you ask for permission. Hey, would you like to think to my energy? And we'll hold this vibration for a while.
1: I love it. And then
2: and then somebody else says, well, I would like everybody to think to my energy. And you think to their energy.
3: Mhm.
2: And that's a different concept for people. Yes. Because they're used to, you know, just either some people just plow through, or they do the boundary issue, and then, you know, like for me, I'm so kind, and I just go yes, oh, and I will let you just plow right through, and yep. I will stand there and look at you, going, oh, that's so beautiful, instead of saying, hey, but I'm working on that. That's my, I I know my boundaries. I've been working on that. Um, instead of saying, no, I think, you you know, you crossed my boundary. Why don't we try something different?
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, no, I don't think I can do that if you, you know, if it's okay with you. But see, then I just let you say, oh, if it's okay with you. Yeah. No, it has to be okay with me.
1: Well, and again, it's your tone. Oh, yes. If someone has a razor-sharp edge um, saying, it's not okay with me, that's real different than saying, that's not okay with me. Right. Just authentically from your heart. Right. But that's someone who has been practicing raising their roof so that there yeah. is you know so there's a, room for
2: everybody people.
1: yeah so He's there's room for everyone. everybody mm mm-hmm. that is so important i want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to visit with you a little bit um is that all right if we kind
2: absolutely
1: of open you know up me, um. conversation to others and uh and so now's your opportunity to speak with Shannon Og, and this is a, a phone conference, uh, ostensibly, so uh, if you have something you'd like to share or uh, ask Shannon, I'm sure that Shannon would be happy to read energetically uh, if you have a question along those lines. And uh, so you're up. Just go ahead and, and jump into the conversation.
3: Hello? We're here.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Do we have a caller that would like to be in the conversation? Just go right ahead. Speak up.
2: I think everybody's being quiet.
3: I
1: think everybody is being quiet. I I knew that there was a gentleman that wanted to call in this evening.
2: Yeah. They can ask any question, anything um, on what we've been talking about or uh, any personal question. They don't have to be a um, question on what we've been talking about, so...
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I do have uh, a guest in the chat that is is uh, saying a comment here. They're saying, "If I'm on edge, then everybody is wrong and needs to be shut down." Projection plays a part.
2: Hmm. That's just a comment, correct? Or is that a? That's just a
1: comment. Uh, Yeah, there's no question mark there. (laughs) But yeah I understand uh it's uh people do get on edge, and, yes, and they we do. and we make it up in our mind that well, everybody is wrong, maybe even me too everybody it just everything sucks <laughs> and uh and so this this comment is suggesting that even that plays a part,
2: yes. If you're, you know, I I just was there. I, I let me tell you, it was like I was in a space where I just wanted to get in the car and just go until the gas runs out, and then leave the keys, everything, wallet, everything, and just walk away. Yeah. Because it was like I was in that place of just on the edge, just like on the edge. But that's where we are energetically. You know, when I talked about it in the first, these first three months are going to be kicking our butts because it's going to make everything that's been the little demons, the things that's been hiding in the shadows, all of those things, relationship issues, you have no idea how many of those. People just coming at me from all over with stuff, And it's like, wow. Everybody just getting that ringing out, whatever it is, whether it's shame, guilt, anything.
3: Uh It's
2: been really getting people on the edge. And it's like we're at that tipping point right now, which is so important that we have to change our demons into angels. Mm. And we shift that. And If we look at our lives and we are on the edge, we have to look at our lives and look at, okay, let's talk about boundaries because somewhere, somebody's boundaries, either my boundaries, I'm needing control over something or somebody's needing control over me. And I have to shift that. I have to say, no, I can only be me and I don't have control over anybody. I don't. I have to feed them for them, let them be their own spiritual being, their being who they are, and they don't have control over me. And if it persists, I must remove myself. I must change that energy or that space Mm -hmm. so that I understand my boundaries, so that I am not in that place of being on the edge. Yeah. You know.
3: Well, I I do.
2: And you know, when we have an unhealthy environment, we have to look at our that's look at that space. It's like, wait. There's communication that's not happening, something miscommunicating, somebody's needing to be right. You know, somebody's got to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to look at all of the variables within yourself.
1: It's really a lot of competition, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. And this is the biggest one that I I, I have a thing with when I hear somebody say, I don't have a choice.
3: Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes,
2: you do. Yes, you do.
3: Always.
2: You always, always have a choice. Always.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It when may you're not talking be.
1: about, you're shifting, you know, you're talking about shifting um, our demons into angels. Right. Um, I know on your website, heartspiritwalker.com, you talk about things that, you know, are not going well. They're not going in your favor or they're just spinning out of control or something. And you have the choice. To say, thank you,
3: you're showing
1: me so much.
3: That's
1: right. You're you're opening up an opportunity for me to expand my love (laughs) and my passion and understanding from a new perspective of myself. I'm reading off of your website more or less. Yes. And and you're saying, this is quoting you, wow, some remarkable people came into my life and loved me enough to act the way they did. I'm so grateful to them. That's right. This is a fun game as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. It's not in denial. It's just that uh, I don't want my my head to be touching the roof. I want I want to have a real tall ceiling and then I want to watch it just become transparent. So that's the game.
2: That is. And it's so much fun. Even when you're down in the trenches and you think, oh my God, I'm not going to make it one more time. One more minute. I'm not going to make it. It's that place inside of you that goes, Wow this experience is taking me to that place so far in my deep, deep core place so that I can see it, so that I can see how really strong I am. How much courage I have, how much strength, how much love and compassion for myself that I can choose something different.
1: Yes, and we have been conditioned to to see it as being right.
2: I'm
3: right,
1: therefore, I can just, you know, spew because I'm right.
2: But not only just being right, we've been conditioned that suffering is the way we're supposed to be. It is that is our life and that's all we're ever going to be. Mm. That roof being crushed down on us like that trash compactor.
3: Yeah.
2: Step we have been down. taught and you and you and you can you can contest to this probably as a child when you look at things when we're we're all we see around us is suffering.
3: Yeah.
2: And then that is the you know that's the role we play that's the place we put it in our brain oh Life is hard. You've got to work hard. Uh, you're, it's just, that's the way it is. You know? But mm-hmm. a rich, and this is like rich man, poor man, but if you think about it, rich man, poor man, a rich person teaches their children or their children sees wealth and success. And yeah. their children are wealthy and success. When we have children, we teach them suffering hmm. Yeah. But what happens what what happens is what I'm trying to been trying to say all night. It's like when we raise our roof up and we can see the success, we see that we get past this place that we've been holding ourselves and we choose it. We choose to look up. We choose to stand in this space. Everything just flows to us. We have more abundance, more compassion, even more money. You know, rich people have more money and wealth and stuff, but I can guarantee you they're not happier.
1: No, you're so right. Isn't that just odd? Because it seems like It would work that way, but it doesn't.
2: You know, some of the happiest people on this earth don't have any money.
1: Don't have any money
2: whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm. And money has made us crippled.
1: Yes. That is is ironic. There's a a guest in the chat that has a comment. This is another guest uh, uh, talking about irony. How ironic is it that when one pushes another's boundaries, it serves as a mirror to themselves? That's right. Isn't that incredible?
2: Yes, it is. But that's the way we were designed.
1: Yes. You know, we're not going to stay here we're not going to stay in this place where we have to constantly remind ourselves okay now there are mirror blah, blah blah i mean it's it's not always going to be this uphill we no. as as the composite consciousness comes around and as it gets seeded into a higher frequency then there's going to be a lot more ease about this We'll we'll be yeah. able to to operate more naturally in community, and not have to grit our teeth through it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but here's uh, you know we've been doing this lifetime after lifetime after lifetime and after lifetime, and we've been perfecting it. and we've been perfecting this every lifetime and we come in each lifetime to build on this place of compassion yeah compassion for ourselves and compassion for others and and So as we've learned this, as we've like I said, the higher form of, of love is compassion. It's the higher energy, it's higher it's that place. And that is where we come. We've become we come into ourselves to have this compassion for ourselves, for others. We learn boundaries, we learn to honor. It's like if you see a flower and you go into awe over it. that's just as bad as you're going into, oh my God, that's ugly. Because we're being in a space of balance and neutrality. We honor that flower for being that flower and we just see the beauty within it and we allow it to be. We don't pick it. We don't... Um, yeah. Anything. We allow that, that flower just to bloom and grow and, and, but what we do is nurture it. We give it some water. Mm -hmm. and as a community like for me I see people's potential I see it in them whether they see it or not and for me I get to water it if they're open to it there are some people that don't they don't want that and that's okay They can be right where they are.
1: Sure. It's an honor to get to cooperate with someone's potential.
2: Yes. And that's the whole group. That's that's why I say, oh, here, your potential, your highest potential is to carry the water. Mine is to carry the board. Mm -hmm. And as we all move together, when we're moving together, It's the collective consciousness highest potential that begins to grow.
1: Yes. And Jen, I you have know... a question for you. Awesome. Um, yeah, I I would just like for you to expound a little bit. Uh something came across my desk. Um, and it it has to do with this question, are you an empath? Not you particularly, Shannon, but this is just a general question. Are you out there? Are you an empath? Are you sensitive or are you psychic? And I was wondering if maybe you could give us the various qualities of those several uh, descriptions, empath. You know, empathic, sensitive, or psychic. Are they different? Are they distinctive from one another? Or are they all the same stuff? Uh,
2: They, well, two of them are. And one of them is a little different. Okay. Psychic, the psychic part is like your, your innate wisdom in that place there. That's another level of your consciousness that could be. We're talking empath or sensitive. An empath is like a sponge. Let's let's get a picture of a sponge. Okay. And so you walk by somebody, or you're in somebody's energy, and let's think of it as a picture of water. And the energy of that person, or that space, or whatever, uh, an empath—the picture of water goes pouring onto that sponge, and they feel it, their sponge, they feel the water, they become, they feel it, that's sensitive, and the empath. So here's the sponge, and what happens, the sponge starts expanding.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's how they feel. And that's why a lot of people that are empaths get sick, they get... Uh, They get weirded out. You know, there's all this really big stuff. They don't know how to squeeze their sponge out.
3: I see.
2: Where a psychic can walk into a room and go, oh, there's this energy here. I don't have to take it on.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, does an empath, if, if you're empathic, does it Does that require you to take on people's energy, or can you uh, well, be more aligned like the psychic and, and deflect some of that stuff?
2: Well, you can but you've got to learn to do that. You, yeah. you must learn to wring your your little experience like for me, when I'm going into a space and I'm in, in, in my empathic part of me, I will feel it. Or experience it. I can feel that energy. It's like the water. I can feel the water. Mm-hmm. And then I will tell it back off. Yeah. I tell it to back off and back away out of my energy.
1: Do because you I've been do practicing that...
2: it.
1: You don't have to do that verbally, do you? Can you just kind of...
2: I can do it in my mind.
1: Change. Yes, yes. Shannon, that happened to me the other day. I I think that it was probably the first time I've ever actualized it that effectively. I mean, I was real clear on what was happening. And um I didn't have to do anything except just shift my energy and it was almost like I put up a um a protective yeah. shield. And it and and it, and it wasn't it wasn't to be I wasn't fearful. Uh, I I wasn't you know looking for a fight or anything like that. It was just I don't need that. I don't right. need that, and I don't have to receive it. Therefore, That's right. I'm just I'm just imagining that there, and and I'm completely protected. Nobody's hurt. Everybody's That's fine. Right. You know, and the and the other person didn't know that that was happening because it was all right. in the invisible realm. OK,
2: because, you know, and that we'll do a whole uh, talk, um, a whole show on protection.
1: Oh, I would really like that.
2: Because there's some misconceptions there.
1: Oh, isn't that the truth? It's just everybody's <laughs> so afraid. It's how, right. They're going to get on me. Oh my gosh! Well, just vibrate above the coos, cooties, you know.
2: <laughs> well, or master it. One of the two.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, but yeah, I want to go back to what you were saying. It's like, yeah, when you when you feel it, it's like it's like for me or, and uh, people that are empath, they don't really know that they're empath or sensitive. They'll walk into a room and they'll be around people and they'll be like, oh my God, my shoulder hurts. Mm. Well, they left that place where they're... Remember what I was saying about training. You know, we train, that energy we trains. And mm-hmm. so we seek we and we become... The group, the group becomes the same energy. It comes to that place. Well, what happens with if you're uh, next to somebody and you're of an impact? It's like you can feel it. You can experience in your physical Let body. Let me ask
1: you this. Let me ask you this. Um, are you sensing someone's shoulder hurting right now?
2: I I guess because mine has bothered me, but I'm like okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I tell I tell it back off because it's like whoa that's not mine.
1: Yeah, I was just and wondering. I, I was just wondering because I I so, I um I I have I have some some advanced information that um yeah that there are shoulder issues out there. Uh, what. In 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 our conscious family, and so I was just I was just wondering that that was really interesting that you chose that particular example.
2: No, I'm ex- I'm feeling it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but one of the things that I I say is like, oh, well, wait, we got to move that on. Yeah, you know, I don't take responsibility for it because that person is having this experience about their shoulder. And until they give me permission, I can't cross that boundary with them.
1: Exactly.
2: Because they're having their experience, and that's honoring, that's raising the roof. That's saying, hey,
1: look. Yeah. There you
2: are. It's beautiful.
1: Hey, you know, when the roof gets raised, uh, I, I'm I'm sensing that that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone that took part in raising the roof is just perfect. That's right. But together, they are complements. That's right. Yeah, they can be a tribe. They can be um, a a community, a a group, a family, and, and love one another exactly the way they are. And that in and of itself will go a long way in raising the roof.
2: Well, I will share this. Whoever that I tapped into or whatever that energy is, Uh um, and I'm going to say it from my perspective of what I felt in me that I had to go, oh, back off and let me do my healing. Okay, you know, it's like doing Honoponopono. It's like, oh, beautiful. Um, You know, the, the shoulder, they were carrying so much and this anger. And they put anger in their shoulder well, a lot of times where the anger really truly comes from, it's like the gallbladder, the you know, in that area. But in them, it's showing up in their their shoulder. And I would suggest that they do a gallbladder cleanse.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
2: Because when I follow the line or felt it, I felt it there, and then I was like, oh, wow. It's in their gallbladder area.
1: How interesting.
2: Because
1: I got some
2: anger. uh, Anger, anger, anger. I'm
1: sorry. Anger, anger, anger. Okay. Um, Well, that's that's pretty baseline for a lot a lot of these physical maladies. Uh, Is talk to us a little bit about when you injure yourself, like you're out in the yard working and you know you're bending over raking or whatever it is you're doing and you hurt yourself is the is the inner is, is 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 it just an accident that that caused that or is it something else another energetic that that pulled that accident into alignment so that you would experience it or is right. it both of those things or neither of those things
2: Um, You know, there's several variables to that. Um, I've known cases where somebody breaks their ankle Mm -hmm. because they're preparing for big change. Yeah. And they'll break their ankle or do something to their ankle that they can't walk. So it's one of the ways how do you get somebody to be still mm-hmm. is you injure them and I, I know that sounds crazy yeah but the universe will do it and your soul will do it um, here's another one I know somebody that broke their wrist because they wouldn't let go of control oh my and it was on their hands that they write with. You oh, know, so my.
1: they couldn't feed themselves person, they couldn't even put. Huh? Did they did they get to come to the realization that this was the case or
2: Yeah, and once they once they uh yielded to that process they healed very fast.
1: Wow. Well. Yeah, because it's a blessing then
2: yes but you know there's different circumstances for different things sometimes Leah we have accidents not for ourselves but for others I see hmm and some people say for real you mean you would have an accident so that I can grow yeah
3: mm-hmm yeah. And
2: people you know I, I work with people all the time and they go, For real? You know, here's this child and this is, I and I've seen this one where a child gets sick. But the child is only experiencing what the parent is going through. So the parent the child gets sick so the the parent will stop and look at something. Yeah. It's quite interesting how energy and how the universe works. And we're all in agreement to all of it. So there's different variables to different situations with that.
1: I mean, the world... The one that turns everybody up on their head, scratching their... (laughs) their intellect to try to figure it all out is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I mean and that one just that one just really has people <laughs> wondering, you know, why would he do that?
2: But then we can go even further. Then God let his ch- his son, according to the Bible, everything like that, let his son die yes yeah was it for was it for Christ or was it for the people yeah, who was it for
1: yeah, it was for all
2: that's right and yeah
1: that's that's quite. <laughs> a a large uh it's it's a story that's kind of a an ever expanding story.
2: That's right. And it's in that place. It's like Buddha. Buddha ate poison food. They had got food poisoned very bad. And he laid there dying. And he told his disciples, Why do you cry for me? You know Buddha was enlightened. He could have commanded his body to be to do it, but he didn't. He allowed himself to go through the process. Yes. He even knew that the food was poisoned. You know, it was it was food poisoning. He even <clears throat> knew that. But he did it for the higher good of his 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 disciples, for humanity. Mm. That's amazing. So that they can understand that that you're, you're just this vessel. And you move forward. You move into the next... You move into... You're not this body. Yes. And that's why I say, you raise the roof, you get transparent. You're not this body. You are having a human experience But you can allow your higher self, your higher consciousness, your awakening to get out of suffering.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I love how you have described the raising of the roof tonight. Um, We're winding down to the end here of our broadcast. And I want to make sure that I get this last guest in. There's a a comment in the chat. Um, have you ever noticed that the dropped glass that smashes your big toe coincides with an angry thought or a cut on the finger with a vengeful thought? And then yes. they say almost all of their injuries have been like that. So isn't that interesting? they they're, they're, they have some near misses, but they're catching it now. So um. Yes,
2: you, you have to pay, you watch your thoughts, your thoughts. That's why I, I said when you're, I said, you know, go 24 hours without any negative. You change the world. You change yeah. your world. You change your thought. You change. It. And it's like people say, oh, you say something negative about somebody and then you stub your toe. It's like instant karma, you know? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it is just that fast.
1: Sometimes, I've seen it.
2: But what it is, is it, what it really is, is the universe going, hey, you should change your thought.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I invite you to change your thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Shannon, um, so when is your next meetup in Houston? And is it is still gonna be called a psychic party? Um,
2: yes, and I'm gonna I'll post it up on Facebook uh actually it's gonna be the eighteenth of March. Okay. And it's at the Edgar Casey Center in Houston.
1: That and is it so starts cool. at
2: seven. seven o'clock okay. and uh we're gonna do oh my god it's been come out of my head come out of my head we're <laughs> gonna feel items we're gonna feel items and read the energy from them um,
1: oh items oh my yes. goodness
2: and so we're going to read the items, and it's called something, and it's out of my head because I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, That's
1: going to be fun.
2: Yes, it it is. Um, well, now I'm stuck on it. Okay, get past it. Go on. Um, but yes, and everybody's invited. It's uh, a $15 donation to do it. Um, and we're going to have a lot more of really great things, and we're going to be on the road soon um, because I'm going to go through a life-changing experience over the next month, um, oh. and we'll talk about that next time after my experience.
1: All right. I love how you announced this because I've known you long enough To know, you just, you set it up. And see, here's how we help you raise the roof, because we're imagining, oh, Shannon is off having a life-changing experience. We don't know what in the heck you're doing, but we have a part in it, too. Yes. So thanks for setting that up for us, and I've known you to go off on these journeys, and boy, you do have some life-changing experiences. It's incredible.
2: (laughs) This is probably one of my biggest ones that I'm going to be, and I will share oh my, my experience next time. Um,
1: oh my goodness! All right. And
2: uh, so, in on the hopefully on the first. It may be the first or second Sunday next month. Mhm. Um. Can be awesome. Yeah, because
1: we we try to have you on the on the first Sunday of every month, yes. but it doesn't always work. So next month, which is April, will be on the 5th of April. So yes. if we need to push you back, we will, but um, we'll figure I that think, out.
2: I think it would be good on that.
1: Okay. Well, okay, that's wait, what that's we'll shoot for anyway, because these that conversations, will be I mean.
2: The first Sunday is going to be Easter Sunday next month.
1: Oh, so.
2: Maybe that's why Spirit was saying it might be the second Sunday of the month.
1: Okay, there you go with your intuition. Yeah, you're right. That's Easter. Oh my goodness. Okay, we might just go ahead and say the 12th of April then for
2: yes, Let's see the for 12th everyone's of everyone's
1: calendars. April. All right, that sounds really good. Well, Shannon, you know it's once again it's it's just like you have you have just opened up a window because i've been having these same kinds of conversations you know what does community do together how can we work better together uh is it even possible you know these are the kinds of questions that i hang out in so i really really appreciate your coming on tonight and Being available and uh, everybody in the archive listening, thank you so much. And the ones listening live this evening, we just really, really appreciate your energy and your cooperation to create these kinds of conversations. We never know whose life is going to be changed because they hear just the right thing at just the right time. That's right. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing about our topic tonight, Raising the Roof?
2: Just keep raising the roof. Look up and know that your love beyond anything that you could ever imagine.
1: Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. We're getting thank yous in the in the chat. And thank you, Shannon. And also, I would like to remind people that um, we've got the most fascinating guests. Shannon is my regular monthly guest. And then we usually have others uh, in rotation. And next unzipping reality will be on March the 15th, and we will be discussing the topic of dreams. And my friend Virginia Palmer is going to be joining us, and she is a master dreamer if there's such a thing uh, This is her realm this is her area of expertise is is dreaming and teaching others how to dream, how to get in the global dream, how to manifest through your dreams, which oh, dreams to to retain which dreams uh, to ask to be taken away. Um, all different kinds of cooperative helpers in, in the dream realm, and maybe she'll be introducing us to those assistants. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So Virginia Palmer, uh, next time on Unzipping Reality. Well, all right, everyone. I think that we have had some fun tonight raising the roof. And I know what I'll be doing until I talk with Shannon the next time. I'm going to be raising my roof and inviting my community to get in there with me. And we'll just see how much fun we can have. And, you know, if we do this or when we do this locally, it really does happen for the entire planet. And so that is what is underway right now. That that composite consciousness is growing and everyone's roots are being raised. Well, that's it. For tonight, Unzipping Reality, and I invite you to my website, fearorlove.com. Give me a call, set something up for, um, for a coaching call for you by Skype or telephone or in person in Austin, Texas. And it's what I love to do, so contact me. That's it, everybody, and thank you so much for your friendship and your cooperation, and being on the earth at this important time. Oneness happens. It's the great letting go with allowance and balance. So trust the process, know the process, be the process, and do the process as we unzip reality. Bye-bye, everyone.